0: this is a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw
1: and good afternoon and uh welcome to the show yeah we are here once again to do this and uh as always Your contributions are awesome. Phone calls, uh, is what we, uh, what we bank on, what we love. 604-280-9898. If you have, you know, regular, dare I say, run-of-the-mill employment law questions, uh, bring them on about severance or dismissal or whatever. That's cool. That's the stuff we've been talking about for years. We'll continue to do so. No problem. Call in that regard either for yourself or for a friend or a family member. But if it's uh, COVID-19 related, which I know a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the phone calls of late have focused on, that's totally fine. That's why we're here and uh, clearing up some misinformation. And just quite something, a lot of head scratching that goes along with it because the, the rules and the benefits are changing. All, uh, well, I guess you could say daily, if not weekly, but um, that's the deal. So if you feel like calling through in that regard, if you're confused about COVID 19 and the CERB and EI and all these different benefits for employers, employees, uh, you know, small businesses, people trying to make payroll, all that stuff, call us 604 280 9898. You want to send along an email that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, anytime we're not on the air doing the show, you'll want to reach out to Leor and the firm six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three for more of a private conversation. How you doing? The, how you doing, pal? Hey,
2: John, uh, doing well, and you know, sitting good. at home here. Uh, you know, you and I are, are doing our shows uh, remotely now because of this. We're being good. We're respecting social distancing as everyone else is, and uh, glad to be. Uh, back and talking about employment law and workplace rights. Uh, it's been a very busy week for me. My gosh, I know I say this all the time, but every week I think it takes it goes up to a new level just in terms of number of people that I speak with, number of questions that I answer, but that's good. I'm not going to stop doing that. There's no bad questions. Uh, dealing a lot with questions about the CERB and do I qualify and uh, can I get it and for how long and what happens if uh, this happens or that happens. So if you have a mm-hmm. question about your CERB and what benefits you're owed by the government uh, give us a call let 's talk about that. Let me tell you what the what the law is what the rules are they change i 'll talk about that in a second uh, about temporary layoffs answering a lot of questions about those uh, so if you have any questions about your situation right now now is the time. take advantage till five o'clock we'll answer those questions and hopefully help alleviate some concerns that you have uh, and I wanted to start off John by talking about CRB and layoffs so mm-hmm. first with respect to CRB just a reminder that this week the government changed the rules with respect to the CRB. So, of course, uh, for those that uh, have just uh, popped out from under a rock, uh, CRB (sighs) is the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. So this is the benefit that pays $2,000 a month for individuals whose job and income has been impacted by the virus. Now, this week, the government said that it's okay if you make up to $1,000 a month and still get the benefit. So that's very important because up until this week, to get the benefit, your income had to be zero. Your income had to be right. nothing. So remember, if you're now working, maybe your employer has some hours for you. As long as you make up to a thousand dollars a month, you can still get an extra two thousand from the government. But John, think about this scenario, and I don't know how this is going to work. But mm-hmm. let's say I pick up a couple of shifts at a, at a store a month. You know, I kind of work part time. And let's say I make eleven hundred bucks a month on average. Right. Now uh, I, I lost one of those shifts, so now I only make a thousand dollars a month. Well, get right. this: I went from eleven hundred dollars to a thousand dollars a month. I still qualify for the CRB, which means I can get an extra two thousand dollars from the government. Doesn't make much sense, does it? I, I right. lost a hundred bucks a month. Now I'm getting an extra two thousand from the government. Uh, hey I'm not I'm not here telling you what it should be or shouldn't be I'm just telling you that's kind of how it is but right now the government has said if you're now taking a cut and you're only making a thousand bucks doesn't matter where you started, you can qualify for the CRB. so keep that in mind uh, you can get that benefit. if you're not sure if you qualify give us a call we'll chat about it and uh, about layoffs I, I've spoken this week John with a few people who were put on temporary layoffs but this week found out by their employer from their employer, that they're not being called back to work. And sure enough, their employer offered them their severance packages, and just like usual, those severance packages were not even close to being adequate. Yeah. Uh, so I'm working with them to help them get severance. So remember, if you're in a situation where you're getting a severance package, even if it's now because of the virus, the company says, sorry, we don't have a position for you anymore, we're making changes, we're cutting people, so here's your severance package. Chances are, and I mean 90% chance or more, that that offer is not adequate. It's not because your employer is necessarily bad. Your employer itself may not know or appreciate how much you're legally owed. So more important than ever right now to find out how much you're owed if you do, did lose that job, if you didn't get called back from work. And if you want to find out, and it's uh, 3 a.m. on a Friday night and I'm not picking up the phone. You just go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to find out in seconds how much you're actually owed.
1: Again, to call in 604-280-9898, whether you're an employee or an employer, large or small, you're confused, let's talk about it, get some information uh, laid down. Darren, thank you for for calling in. How are you?
3: Not too bad. You guys?
1: Doing well. What's going on?
3: Uh, It's actually a a question for my sister. She's a Mm -hmm. teacher, and normally in the summer she goes on EI, and because everything closed down early, she went on EI right away but now that her ei is quite a bit less than the cerb uh is she allowed to apply for it as well as the ei or does she have to choose between the two
2: so i i bet based on what you said that she uh she was laid off before march 15th am i right that's correct so here's the thing if if you're laid off before march 15th and you apply for ei and you have to stay on EI until it runs out. If you are laid off after March 15th, even if you apply for EI, you're not going to get EI, you're going to get the CERB. And this creates an unfair situation, which I think you've already identified Is wait a second, if she was laid off a couple days later, she'd be getting more money than than now, which makes no sense, except that's the way it is. Uh, If she was laid off before March 15th, she did the right thing, and really the only thing she could have done which is to apply for EI. And no, she cannot get the CERB at the same time. She has to stay on EI uh, until that runs out.
3: Okay, so if it runs out in a certain number of weeks and we're still under the CERB, then she could apply for that after?
2: Yes, the CRB is around till October, at least at this point, and if the EI runs before out, out before, then she can automatically shift to the CRB, which again, $2,000 a month. Uh, but for now, and until and unless that happens, she has to stay on EI.
3: Okay, I will let her know. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Darren. Appreciate the uh, the phone call. You need to uh, follow up with any more information. That is new. Problem 604-283-3123. But for the here and now, to make the call just like Darren, that's how quick it can happen. Get some information. Walk away with a better understanding of this whole mess. 604-280-9898. Have things changed for employers as well? Whether you're a small uh, business or, or otherwise, have, they, have the government added anything for those people, for
2: their employees? So government has uh, allowed – well, first of all, the big one is the wage subsidy, of course. So employers are able to defray uh, up to 75% of of their uh, payroll costs uh, if they so choose. Now, if they apply, they have to show uh, a reduction in business. Uh, So depending on on the month, for March, you would have to show 15% reduction. For April and beyond, there have to be a 30% reduction in business. So that's the big one. Obviously, employers can apply for the wage subsidy. Now, for those listening, remember, the wage subsidy is up to the employer to decide if they want to apply for it. The employee can't do anything about that. The employer may, may choose to do it or may choose not to do it. Beyond that, for employers, there's business loans that the government is guaranteeing. So if you can go to your bank and you can get a loan that's guaranteed by the government for up to $40,000, that's for businesses that have a payroll between 20000 and a million and a half dollars a year. Uh, there's also tax deferrals that are available to businesses. So, so the government has put in place things to help businesses and more things are coming. They're going to help businesses with commercial rent costs. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's help being provided all over so that when we come out of this, hopefully there's as many businesses operating and as many people employed.
1: Let's try to get uh, Chris in here quickly before we, uh, we take a break here in about a minute. Chris, uh, what's on your mind?
3: Hey, so I applied for EI on the 3rd, and it got funneled into the CERB program. Yep. And about a week later, I got the PIN number. So my question to you, and I guess I'm going to find out if I did this right or wrong, is because I got the two grand up front... Do I still fill out the reports for each week and divide that money between those four weeks?
2: No, so, week? so now you're in the CERB program, right? So you can continue applying and staying in that program, even though you started the process with uh, with EI, so so now you're staying on the CRB. You can stay there for four months. Hopefully, you don't need to stay there for four months because you're back to work. But yes, even though you got this EI information because you apply to EI, but now you're automatically on this, in the CRB
3: system. Okay, so now that I put 500 a week for two weeks, was that the wrong move? Should I just left it blank? Uh, you put it where, sorry? Uh, sorry, for uh, money earned for each week. Because so, I thought that, that Or did you also apply 2000- for the CRB? Well, the CRB got funneled in, like the EI got funneled into the CERB CR- because it was processed when the CERB was, o- was open on the following Monday.
2: So, so whatever money you got from from uh, CERB should be two thousand dollars. So it's a month's pay. So at the end of the month, that's when you apply again.
3: Okay. So, but I don't, I don't fill in the weeks because I, I did the report like it was EI.
2: Right, so you wouldn't need to do the report now because you're in the CR I know you got the reports because um. you applied for it, but you don't need to worry about the reports because now you're in, the, you're in the CRB system.
1: Chris, appreciate the call. Got to fly. Take a uh, take a quick break. You want to follow up any more information as the uh, days continue, 604-283-3123. That will put you in touch with Lior. And the team help at employmentlawyer.ca. You want to shoot us an email, or we'd rather, and probably better for you, if you call now and get some information right away, 604-280-9898, Employment Law Show on CKNW. Yeah, lots more to go here. Plenty of time for you to call in, ask your questions. You can also check out covidrights.ca. Tons of information there as well, including a pretty rich page on how to navigate the CERB. So you want to go there, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is anytime. That's having uh, like having a lawyer with you 24 hours a day, absolutely no charge. And there is a contact button at the top right if you want to use that. If not, walk away completely anonymous. But here in the phone call, 604-280-9898. That is how you want to call through and ask your questions. We'll get to, uh, to Benny. Hi, Benny. How are you?
4: Pretty good, thanks. Uh, I've got a question for your guest. I'd like to know your guest's opinion, what he thinks, what's going to happen after four months Mm -hmm. when all this money is going to possibly stop. Does he think if the virus is still around, does he think the government will extend it? What happens if all of a sudden come June the 1st, there's no virus? Is the government obligated to pay for the four months? or can they all of a sudden come up and say, the virus is gone, we're not paying no more? Good questions.
2: Excellent question. So so let's start with the idea that the government can ultimately do whatever the government decides, right? So That means they can discontinue the benefit, they can extend the benefit, they can change the benefit, they can take it from 2,000 to 3,000, or they can reduce it from 2,000 to 1,000. So they can do whatever they decide, and ultimately, I think their decisions are going to be guided by how uh, the country is doing overall, how the economy is doing, how the unemployment rate is. Are businesses back? Are they hiring people? Are they open? or are, are still, uh, the situation continues, and they may have to extend it. You know, fingers are crossed that by October, we don't need this uh, CERB benefit, but I wouldn't be surprised if it gets extended, if we're still uh, in this situation by then.
4: Yeah, can I ask just one more question? Sure. Okay, it bothers me that a 15-year-old who maybe works at McDonalds or some other fast food place, makes five hundred bucks a month, you know, working on two or three three days a week. And he that person gets laid off and now is entitled to two thousand dollars a month and he lives at home with mommy and daddy. <sighs> That really bothers me. Can I have your guest comments on that, please?
2: So so I, I agree with you. I don't think anyone would say, even the government wouldn't say, that this is the right way to do it. But it's probably the only way. Because here's the thing government has to get money in people's hands as quickly as possible. Otherwise, you're going to have people on the street. So they don't have the ability to say, well, these people will make this much, and those people are going to make that much, and those people may be less. They can't do that. It gets too complicated, it's too long, and they have to start vetting applications. So it's we have to make it quick and simple so that we can get people paid. And I think in that respect, it's the only thing and it's the smartest thing to do.
1: It's kind of a band-aid solution until they, you know, the time is of the essence, I guess, in that regard, right? Yeah, they do uh, the luxury.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. 604-280-9898. 604-280-9898 is the number. Lon, hello there.
5: Hi, how's it going?
1: Good, pal. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
5: Um, well, I got two questions. First question is, after you've uh, qualified for the CRV benefit, uh, do you have to reapply every month?
2: Yes, you do, Lon. You have to reapply every month, so you get it one month at a time. And when you apply, you have to stipulate whether your financial situation has changed. So, yes, it's a monthly benefit.
6: Okay, and um, I I missed. I
5: just kind of caught the tail end of the other um, my other question. Um, do I still apply for EI? Like, fill out the reports every two weeks.
2: No, because you're no longer on EI, you're now on the CRB plan, so so no, the, the, with respect to CRB, there's no monthly or, or, or any reporting requirements. You, If you qualify, then you get the EI and you simply can apply again uh, the next month.
5: Okay, and that, so automatically I'm on the CRB program when I... Uh applied for EI then. Yes,
2: if you applied or if you became eligible for EI after March the 15th, you're automatically in the into the CRB system. So the money that you got was actually not EI, it was CRB.
5: Okay, thank you.
1: Thanks, Lon. Appreciate the call. you want to reach out further any time, that goes for everybody. Uh, Leora number, firm 604-283-3123. But to call here at the station for the remainder of our show, 604-280-9898. That is how we do it. Cynthia, you're up next. How are you?
4: Hi.
7: Great. How are you?
1: Good. What's, uh, what's on your mind?
7: Good. Okay. I was just wondering, I have a cash job and it's two or three days a week. And of course like it all depends on how many customers and everything. So I was just wondering if I'm still eligible for that.
2: So you said a cash job, is it this, are you talking about under the table?
7: Almost. <laughs>
4: Pretty much.
2: <laughs> well he, here's the problem. If you apply for the C E R B, you're essentially telling them that you're earning income. And, and right. at some point they're gonna say, Oh, that's interesting. Uh, we didn't know that. Well now let's find out more and then you know, there could be issues because if you're you're getting paid under the table. So the right. reality is that do you qualify? Yeah, you qualify absolutely. It's a question of do you want to open that Pandora's box? That's a different question right. altogether and that's yeah. that's a personal decision because obviously getting paid cash is not legal. it's illegal, uh, right. but if you're getting paid and now you're not getting paid or as getting paid as much, then yeah, you would qualify for the CRB. I'm gonna leave it to you, Cynthia, whether you want to actually <laughs> apply for it or not. okay. Thank you.
1: And we're not sure Cynthia's her real name. Uh, 604-280-9898 is the uh, number to call in. Bring it in. we got to, we got lots of time answering all your questions. Sal, you're uh, you're the next guy. How are you?
5: I'm doing good. How are you, sir? We're
1: good. What's uh, what's your question? Okay, uh, my question is
5: um, uh, March the 6th of 2020, uh, we went into a funeral to California, uh, my wife and myself. And after coming back, my wife was told to take a two-weeks isolation, Mm -hmm. and then she got laid off, off work. So she applied for EI, and at the same time, the CERB came in. She did apply for that. Up till today, she has not received any payments. So what can we do about that?
2: So she hasn't received the EI or the CERB? That's correct. And when did she apply? When did she apply for EI? Uh, she applied on March uh, the twenty-third. Wow. Okay. I, I honestly don't know why that would be because virtually everyone would have received it much sooner than that. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, my best advice is to do what you probably don't want to do is to get on the phone with uh, with EI with Service Canada. It may take a bunch of tries, and you're gonna you're not gonna be successful, and you probably won't even be able to get in line in the queue for a while. But you have to keep trying. Uh, what she, I don't know why what happened happened. It probably just fell through the cracks. She should have gotten paid by now, Sal.
4: Absolutely.
5: Yeah, because Friday she did call the CRA, and she was on a hold for four hours, and then wow. she not get it. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. I, I,
2: I don't have a solution. That's the only way to resolve it with them. Uh, it, it's not right. It's probably one of those things. That they've had six million-plus people applying. I'm not surprised that there's some matters that are are... Falling through the cracks, but it's not right, and she has to keep trying. That's my only advice, Al.
5: Okay, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, thanks Al. Appreciate the call. call.
2: Yeah, you All bet. Right. And uh, wow.
1: carrying forward. Hope everything. You know, in that cases, I've done that with other, you know, maybe <clears throat> cell phone providers where you're going to be on hold forever. You just put it on speakerphone, lay it on the counter, and do your housework, and just do whatever you're going to do. Eventually, someone will answer. Well, Eventually, you someone will. For four hours. Yeah, yeah that's wow. what you got to do. We'll uh, we'll take a short break here. We'll get into the uh, talk of temporary layoffs and more of your calls, of course. You have questions about uh, CERB and EI and this whole uh, rigmarole going on with the COVID-19. Bring it on. That's what the show is on the air for, especially now. And other employment matters, bring those up if you want to. 604-280-9898. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Lots more is on the way. Employment Law Show, CKNW. And uh, right back at it here, and more of your phone calls, 604-280-9898. you got employment questions, questions about COVID-19, how it affects you as an employer or employee. Bring them on. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it all. Deanna, thank you for hanging on there for a minute. How are you?
7: I'm great, thank you. Great. Go ahead. Okay, my question is um, when the CRB um, relaxed its um I was one of the people that fell through the cracks. I was earning a small amount of money. I'd lost most of my income. So when I read about when submitting your first claim, you cannot earn more than $1,000 in employment or self-employment income for 14 or more consecutive days within a four-week benefit period. So does that mean you have to be without income for 14 days?
2: No, it's a thousand dollars, uh, is allowed within that 14 day period. So no, you don't have to be without income. You could still earn a thousand dollars. So the 14 day only applies to the first period you apply to. In the subsequent periods, you need to be without a thousand dollars for the, for a full month. So the first month, it's 14 days with only a thousand dollars worth of
4: income.
7: And then what about the further 14 days? can you still have like 100 bucks here and there or not
2: yeah yes you need to the, you need to 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 have a, a, a 14 day period where you have up to uh, $1000 beyond that what happens in that first period it doesn't really matter so it's 14 days for the second and third and fourth period you have to have a full
7: month with no more than
2: $1000 okay
7: okay that makes sense uh, um Okay, I'm still not quite clear. Um, so the first two the in, first
1: two weeks is heavy, right? The thousand dollars is, is the heavy part in the first fourteen days. Right? Yeah, and that, then what if month, you
7: right? earn in the third and fourth week hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, like you still? I'm qualify. taking it. You can't. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering because I was kind of taking it like you had to have two weeks mm-hmm. without income. No, nope, you don't have to.
2: Not anymore. Uh, That used to be the case up until, I think, Wednesday. But since then, that's been changed.
1: Deanna, appreciate that. I hope it uh, cleared some stuff up for you there. Uh, So onward. Onward we go. 604-280-9898 is is the number. I'm
0: I'm calling you on my cell phone because I phoned the phone number and I'm on hold and I'm going to ask him the question.
1: Okay, go ahead. You're on the air now.
0: Oh. Hi. Oh hi! Oh, I'm hi. on here right now. Um, <laughs> you bet. Oh, this is oh, Linda hey, or sorry. Susan. Um, yeah, it's Susan. Um, I'm okay. just wondering. Yep. I work full time, and I am also one of the fitness instructors who's um um not able to work because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, can I make a claim? for not being able to work as a part-time fitness instructor because of COVID.
2: So you have two jobs, I guess is what you're saying, Susan. Yes. So it's a question of whether or not on the other job you're still making $1,000. If you're still making $1,000 a month, then you would not be able to qualify. If you're making less than $1,000, then you would be qualified.
0: Oh, okay. Already, Thank you so much. No problem. You're
2: welcome, Susan. You're
1: welcome. Enjoy the uh, the remainder of your weekend. Uh, again, 604-280-9898. Bring it on. Next caller, Chris. Good afternoon. Hello.
8: Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. What's up? Yeah, I've got a few friends that are uh, RNs at, uh, at Royal Columbian Hospital. They're as mm-hmm. casual nurses. And since COVID has taken place, um, they've loved, they pretty much have got zero calls who come into work, no sick calls coming in. Uh, So typically from four shifts a month, they've gone down to zero. Do they qualify for the CRB even though they're not laid off and they haven't lost their jobs?
2: Absolutely, yes. They they still qualify if their income, if they're not doing work, and because of that, their income has been reduced. So you don't have to have lost your job. That's actually been made very clear by the government. So if they don't, if their shifts are zero, that means they're not making any income, and they're exactly the type of people they would qualify for the CRB so that they have no issue. They can go ahead and apply right away.
8: Okay, thank you very much.
2: Thanks,
1: Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, anytime you want to reach out to Lior, by the way, 604-283-3123. The number, the email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And there's lots of information to be had at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. But back to the phones, we go. Tyler, you're up next. Good. Uh, how are you? Good. How you doing? Good. What's uh, What's on your mind?
9: So basically, I was when this whole thing kind of started. I took a day off work, wasn't feeling good, normal sick day. And when I went to come back, uh, they wanted me to take my 14 days quarantine. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Um, and then I was supposed to go back after the 14 days. And then I got a text message from my boss saying, due to safety concerns, um, it's, I can't come back right now. I have to go in and get tested. So, which is hard to do, right? Um, I did get a note from the doctor. On a, for a phone interview, they submitted it, it wasn't good enough, so I, I picked up a few shifts from a buddy of mine, like, just helping them out, um, working-wise, and basically, I got a call saying they want, like, their phone back, their keys back, everything back, so they're basically firing me, but not, they won't come out and say it.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly what it sounds like uh, in this situation that they did fire you. Uh, and first of all, let's even take a step back here. It was actually, once you've you passed your quarantine, th- they were not allowed to decide, well, that's not good enough for us. We still need other proof. They, they should have taken you back to work. So now maybe because you haven't given them that, that proof that they really weren't supposed to ask for, they let you go. So uh, how long have you worked there for, Tyler?
9: I worked there for uh, just over a year. And what kind of a job, and how old are you? I am uh, thirty nine, and it's uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, like a foreman for a um, uh, fencing welding fabricator.
2: So you're you probably owed a, th- a three months compensation, three months' pay uh, so is what you owed. So that's.
9: Go ahead. I that... did talk. I did phone a lawyer, um, and he he was very adamant to take my case right away. He's like, I want to take it right away. Um, he's you know say it's pretty unique because there's another thing too i was i was owed a profit sharing for the year following year that i worked and i've been caught out cut out of that as well
2: well then you're owed that of course and you're up easily three months pay and if you want my help uh then happy to help you with it it's a wrongful dismissal in the sense that they have to pay you if they let you go they they can't avoid that legal obligation that they have tyler so up to you if you want my help or my team's help we got your back
9: and I asked him. I I have him on recording. Like I recorded the phone conversation. I said, "Well, are you?" Are you and this was, was the manager, basically. And I said, "Are you firing me?" And he kind of stuttered and, and didn't know what to say. He's like, "No, no, you're laid off due to shortage of work." But I got all the emails from them saying there's so much work and we're yeah. back. You know, yeah. I, You know.
2: So you know what so. to do now, Tyler. Happy to talk. Reach out. Uh, I told you what you owed, right around three months' pay. Obviously, if there's other amounts owing to you, either wages or or profit sharing they have to pay that as well. And probably also being less than honest with you may entitle you to additional damages. So uh, reach out and we'll talk about it. Tyler,
1: you know the number, 604-283-3123 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. We've got one more call before we take a, a short break here. Raj, hello there. Oh, hi. Uh, I have a
6: question. Uh, actually, uh, we applied for C I D on Apple 8 and my wife applied on 8, Apple 9. And we apply, we uh, choose option for by check. So how long does it usually take to get a check by mail?
2: So the government said you'll get paid within ten days, ten business days. Uh, yeah, if start. if it's a check, it's should faster than, without a check. But they said within ten days. So hopefully she should be getting paid in the next couple of days.
6: Okay. I, I have another question is if let's say if we owe some taxes, like previous year taxes. You know can CRA like deduct from this money or this is totally separate from our previous uh, if if we owe any taxes or anything like that
2: no it is separate uh, so one it's has nothing to do with the other it is separate uh, they're not gonna say well sorry you owe money so we're not gonna pay it to you and yeah. that that's not doesn't work that way you will get paid absolutely if you qualify so
6: so we'll get paid right for that, that doesn't matter if we owe any taxes to CRA. That's right.
2: If you meet the criteria, in other words, uh, uh, the, the job was lost and, and you had at least $5,000 of income in the previous year and you qualify, you will absolutely get paid.
6: Okay, I have another question. Uh, my daughter, she received like $5,000 in her account uh, because of some business activity last year. So, so okay. she works for us. Like I'm self-employed. So I had a car accident. She helped me in some, uh, something with my office work. So is she eligible? Will she be eligible for that?
2: If she stopped working now and if she earned $5,000 in the last year uh, for uh, as income that she's declaring to the government, then she, she yeah. qualifies. Yes, uh, absolutely. Sure. Thank you. Thank
6: you, lawyer. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank
1: you, Raj. Appreciate that. We're going to take a short break and get right back at her. It's going to be uh, 604-280-9898 to call in for the remaining time of the show. Get your questions uh, get your questions answered. You want to uh, email, the, or rather, help at employmentlawyer.ca. It's the Employment Law Show on CKNW. When we are done for the day, to reach out, it'll be 604-283-3123. Use that number. Keep it help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for the next little while, covidrights.ca is well. Moving back to the phones. Ganji, hello there. How are you?
5: I'm very good. How are you?
1: Great. What's, uh, what's your question?
5: Um, just uh, I was on uh, compassionate uh, care with uh, EI. We just finished off on first week of April. Do I qualify for CERB? So you, you stopped receiving
2: regular EI benefits in April? Yes. And now, and now you're, you're not working? No, I'm not working. Really. Then yes, you qualify, absolutely. The government made some changes on Wednesday saying that those that got off EI uh, after January 1, uh, qualify for EI because it's gonna be very difficult to find a job. So yes, uh, Ganja, you can go ahead and apply, you do qualify, absolutely.
5: Thank you, thanks for your advice. Okay. Really no, thank,
1: thanks, Gaji. Appreciate right. it. Enjoy the rest of a uh, uh, rest of your weekend. We're going to uh, going to move on here. Who's next? I guess it would be uh, would be Paul. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Phone system's a little slow yeah, today. You, <laughs> look
5: like, uh, <laughs> <I network. laughs> you get Paul. Right. Yeah, Hi, I'm pa- uh, am I on? Yeah, Paul. Hi, Paul. Pa- right, Paul. Yeah, hey, I'm Paul. just on oh, my right. run. Listen, uh, great show, thanks. guys. Love it. Hey, uh, my wife uh, works in an office. And she got uh, what you call it, told that uh, to take time off because of the virus. Anyway, she filed on April sixth. She got
1: Paul. No,
5: oh. we lost Paul.
2: Paul.
1: We lost Paul. Paul, call us back. We'd love to uh, love to talk to you. Moving up to uh, to John here. Hey, John. Good afternoon. How, How are you?
8: Are you? Hi, is this me? Yes, it's you. Hey, hi. Um, this is um, my wife. Got a temporary layoff notice in a firm that she's had 22 years of tenure with. Um, And I'm just trying to understand sort of her legal rights as far as, you know, there's some uncertainty when they will go back to work. If she will go back to work, this is for a prominent firm that's sort of in the wine industry or in the, in the alcohol industry. And she's part of the sales force. And, um, and so basically the, you know, there's, They just said, you know, you can take your holidays until that runs out. Then we'll produce your ROE or, you know, so you can collect unemployment insurance. uh, And, um, you know, we're uncertain when this thing's going to be over and when you will be able to come back. Um, uh, Is she she losing out by accepting what they've told us um, on her legal rights?
2: So she might be. So here's kind of how this works, John. Uh, she has the option once she's on a temporary layoff to treat that layoff as a termination of her employment, as, as a termination required the employer to pay her severance. Now, she doesn't have to do that, but she can. And in terms of losing out, the concern here is this. The concern is that if she doesn't do that, then she sits at home and at some point they call her back, but she goes back, that by doing that, she's now given them the right to do it again in the future, whether it's a year from now or five years from now. So that is the concern that she may now be put in a situation where they can lay her off again. So she has to make the choice or the decision as to whether or not she wants to stay with this employer and then she's not going to pursue her severance right now, or if she wants to pursue it, her, uh, her severance. Now, if she decides not to pursue it and to kind of stay uh, stay the course, then after 13 weeks... If they don't call her back, then it automatically becomes a termination. So she can wait, see what happens, and go back if they call her back, or she could decide to treat that as a termination right now. That is up to her,
8: John. Okay, uh, so thirteen weeks is the key element in this conversation, I guess. Um, mm. They also said in the end of July or June that uh, you know the, you know they continue playing uh, all the benefits. But, um, you know they will uh that will come up at the end of june those may be rescinded is that sort of the time to take action
2: well that, that again that's up to her. she can take action today right now you know what i mean it, it really is up to whether she wants to maintain the relationship with them and see what happens of it or whether she says i'd rather get my severance and not potentially risk being in the situation again if she does want to pursue her severance whether it's now or in 13 weeks have her call me right away.
1: John, that number, uh, 604-283-3123. And, uh, Paul, we got you back.
5: Okay, right. we're back. Hey, guys, uh, my wife filed for on April 6th. She got her check on the 11th. When does she reapply for the emergency fund? What mm-hmm. date does she look at uh, calling in again?
2: A month later. A month after, So so. First of all, the question, when she became eligible, right? So, in other words, when she was actually laid off. Assuming she was laid off around the 6th, then a month, whatever that is, May the 5th, whatever, see if she applies a month after.
5: Okay, so it would be May the 6th, then she would apply on uh, the call. Also, great show, guys. And one more question. I'm a contractor, and I was working for a company for four years, and the guy, we parted our ways because of uh, uh, funds were paid to me on commission. Um, my question is, uh, I work in the real estate business, so I really don't want to go after this individual, but he owes me money. What, uh, what is the timeline that uh, I can contact your office to put a claim through?
2: So you obviously can do it at any time, but there's a two-year limitation period. So it's two years from when the money was owed to you. So okay. it's not two years from when you ended the relationship. It's two years from when the money actually became owing. Uh, obviously, time is not always on your side because you don't right. know what's going to happen to this individual a year and a half from now. But if you right. need my help, happy to help you.
5: Okay. we will give you a call on Monday. We'll talk. Thank Sounds you, it. So Beautiful.
1: Thanks, Paul. Appreciate you calling back. Uh, nicely done. Scott, we got time for Scott here. Hey, Scott, how are you?
8: Hey, um, I was just wondering about the employer uh, wage subsidy. How does yep. it work and... and- yeah. You can give me some information about it. I got a couple employees that are cool. going to need this.
2: So you have to uh, show that uh, that if you're looking for a subsidy for retroactive to March, you have to show that in March you had a, a 15% uh, wage reduction, and you can either compare it to March the previous year, or you can compare it to January and February of this year. Uh, beyond that, for April and May, for example, you would have to show a 30% reduction uh, in comparison to, to, uh, the, the, previous months. Uh, and if you, if you do qualify, you can apply for a wage subsidy. It doesn't matter how many employees you have. And, and that will pay you up to 75% of the, these employees' salary. I think to a maximum, I think it's 840 or so, uh, dollars a, a month or, or sorry, not a month, a week. Yeah. So that's how, how it works now. Keep in mind that If you have employees that are working for you, then it actually makes sense for you to do that uh, because it it helps you offset the cost you're paying them. If they're on layoff, it probably doesn't make sense for you to just get the money and pay it to them because you're paying taxes on this money that the government gives you. So uh, it's up to you. But yes, if you qualify, because you have the business, uh, uh, the loss of revenue that you can show, then you can apply for it. You can do that online, uh, and you can get uh, up to seventy-five percent of their wages to a to a maximum of eight hundred and forty a week.
8: Do you know how fast it takes for them to reimburse us? And what what do I have to submit? Like all my gross. Like how would I submit all my like compared to last year's? You know, like sometimes I do it. So so, so it's a work, good I don't question. Get paid for it until you, you know, don't actually May.
2: have to. You you don't actually have to submit it. You have to certify. That that's what actually happened. You have the reduction, and later on, there's going to be a reconciliation, maybe at the end of the year or tax time. And Mm -hmm. at that point, the government's going to need the proof. And if if you don't have, if you can't show at that time that you had the losses, then you're going to have to pay it back. But right now, all you have to do is say, "Yeah, I have those losses." Now, in terms of how quick, I'm not sure uh, yet because it's it's a kind of a a new program. But my understanding is they're trying to get people paid as quickly as possible, so it shouldn't take long at all.
1: Let's see if we get can uh, squeeze Mike in here before we uh, we go. Hey, Mike, uh, what's your concern?
4: Hi, Mike. Uh, great show, guys. Uh, Thanks, I'm Mike. on social assistance. Uh,
3: do I still qualify for the CRV? Are,
2: are you uh, working?
9: No, I'm on social assistance.
2: Oh, uh, you're social assistance. So if you're not working, then no. Uh, because the CRB is for those whose income was impacted uh, by, by the virus or in a situation where it hasn't, and you're still m- getting the same money, the same social assistance that you were before, then you would not qualify uh, for the CRB in this situation. Mavis, hello there.
0: Yes, hello there. I am collecting Canada Pension and Old Age Pension, but I was also working part-time, and now I'm not. Do I mm-hmm. qualify?
2: And did you make uh, from your job $5,000 or more in the last year?
0: Yes, (laughs) $5,555.
2: Or or thereabouts, yeah. So you do qualify. You you do qualify. uh, And the fact that you're getting other money uh, from the government, uh, old age, uh, security, etc., that does not impact it. So -hmm. you absolutely do qualify for the CRB, again, for up to four months.
0: Okay. Doesn't seem quite right, does it? (laughs)
2: No, it, 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 well, I'll leave that to you. Uh, all I can tell you is how it works. I'm not, no commentary on my end, but you do qualify. Absolutely.
1: Thank you, Mavis. Appreciate the call. We are just about ready to uh, to get out of here. For uh, If you didn't get a chance to get on the air, that is no problem. There's still plenty of time for you to call Lior and have a chat. Off oh, air as well. I'll give you those details. It is 604 283 3123. That is the number 604 283 3123. You can also email help at employmentlawyer.ca or simply employmentlawyer.ca is the website. You can carry Leroy around in your pocket. I mean, he's a pretty big <laughs> guy, but we, we fold him down into something called pocket employment uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And as I've, you know, we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, covidright.ca, covidrights.ca is a very important website as well. Check it all out, and we'll join you next time here on the Employment Law Show on CKNW.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.